You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Um, let's go to the wide receivers. By the way, I talked about quarterbacks and running backs going into this week on yesterday's show, so make sure to go check out that episode as well. And while you're at it, it just takes one second. Please subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app. Uh, please rate and review the show if you have a minute. And if you like the show, okay, you think it helps, it would mean the world to us. It would make a huge difference, and it would allow us to continue to make the show better moving forward. All right. Uh, at one, I have Tyreek Hill. It's kind of sad not seeing Justin Jefferson up here. Uh, at yeah. two, we have Stefan Diggs against the Giants. Uh, it is nice to see Cooper Cup back here in the top three, baby, against Arizona. Great matchup. Uh, he played his full-time role last week. He ran most of his routes out of the slot. Back like he never left. Yeah. And I, I say this pretty much every time this type of thing happens where you mentioned like Jeff, Justin Jefferson isn't here this week, but Cooper Cup is. It's like the fantasy gods giveth and they taketh away. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. But nobody should be worried about having Cooper Cup this high as long as he's healthy. I mean, not a lot of receivers can miss as much time in game action as he did as Cup. And he missed practice coming into the season, too. He missed a lot of training camp. He comes back and he looks like he never left. Like, not a lot of receivers can do that. Like, I would have been satisfied if Cup came back last week, had like a 23, 24% target share, and ran like 80% of his routes. But no, he had a 98% route participation, 37% target share. Like, he just came right back and did what he does best. So he's got a really nice matchup now against the Cardinals. They just had the Bengals get right against them. And Jamar hung 52 on them. So... This is a really good matchup, and it goes back to what you said last week when we didn't have this great performance to work off of. Like, who are we really ranking above Cooper Cup when he's healthy? I think Tyreek Hill's the only player right now that I can say for sure belongs above him. I think Stefan Diggs this week, too. You know, makes sense. He could be above Cooper Cup, but there's not a lot of players. And if Cooper Cup continues to stack performances, like, we could see him back as a wide receiver one, you know, in a couple of weeks, especially with Justin, Jeff- Justin Jefferson out. 
Yeah, 100%. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's at number one on my rankings next week for sure. All right. Uh, Devontae Adams is at four against New England. Jamar Chase is at five. Uh, hoping I can continue to move Chase up these rankings, right, as we see this Bengals offense become more trustable. Uh, it's great seeing him here, though. Well, you know, I put him here. But, uh, you know, on the low, like, <laughs> this matchup is pretty good, too. The Seahawks are giving up the most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Uh, it's true. Okay, so are you comfortable with Chase this high? Uh, like, have you seen enough from Joe Burrow last week? Yeah, I'm comfortable. And I think that the panic with Jamar, it was a little inflated. You know, like Joe Burrow didn't look good past the first four weeks of the season. And then last week in a good matchup, you know, he got it done. But it wasn't ever a straight up production problem with Jamar Chase. You know, he talked about, oh, I'm always open, that kind of thing. You know, he's wanting the ball more. It wasn't like he was catching three passes on three targets all these games and that the Bengals couldn't figure out how to get the ball to him. Like, He's second in the NFL in total targets and target share this season, and he hasn't had fewer than five catches in a game. Like, that's a solid baseline, and that means it wasn't a problem with Jamar Chase. It was just he was underproducing for his volume, and that's also where some of the panic came out of with Jamar Chase. It's like we're so used to him having these boom games and really just taking over the league, and he wasn't doing that through four weeks. You know, it was proven last week that it was just underproduction because his volume was there. Touchdown regression hit him like a truck in a good matchup. He had those three touchdowns, massive performance. People might be mad about us saying that Chase is back after one monster performance, but like I'd ask those people at the same time, like, was he ever really gone in the first place? Like, for me, we always talk about utilization on this podcast. The utilization was there. That was never the issue. It was just production wasn't matching up to it. Finally, it happens, and people are worried about having him ranked this high. We've had him ranked this high this entire season. And we've just been saying, when things start clicking, it's going to look just like the Jamar Chase that we're used to seeing. I think that's going to happen. He's got a- another pretty good matchup this week, like you mentioned, against the Seahawks, who are allowing a lot of points to uh, fancy wide receivers. Yeah, man. Uh, and I got Keenan Allen here at seven against Dallas. Uh, tough matchup, you know, no doubt. There aren't many wide receivers in the NFL who are like the guy for a good quarterback and Keenan Allen is one of them. We saw Brandon Ayuk do his thing last week, you know, not a huge game, but he could have had a huge game if he wanted to. I felt like he was always open. Um, but Jordan yeah. Lewis, you know, uh, the, the nickel corner for Dallas, he's playing well, uh, but Keenan's going to get his targets, right? I had AJ Brown here at eight underneath him. Also in a tough matchup, DJ Reed is back. Most likely sauce is there as well on the perimeter. So he has his hands full. Uh, he can come through in any given week. Um, obviously, because he's been doing his thing. But who do you like more between these two guys, Keenan Allen and AJ Brown, this week? I'm going to go with Keenan Allen here. And maybe it's just because, like, every time I write the newsletter, I'm looking for, like, a stat of the day. If you read the newsletter, I do a stat of the day. It's so easy to pluck numbers from Keenan Allen. He's, like, a statistical darling. It's so easy. He's, like, awesome for that. So I'm going to, it might just be me, it might just be me nerding out about him a little bit here, but I'm, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Dallas's defense can be taken advantage of. The 49ers prove that. The rest of the offenses Dallas has dominated, they're objectively really bad. The Patriots, and I don't want to crap on the Jets too much because you're a Jets fan, but Jets and the Giants, you know, like they're bad offenses. And I think we're at the point where it's worth questioning whether those numbers that Dallas put up against them are inflated just a little bit. Like Justin Herbert's going to be the best quarterback they face this season. And Keenan Allen, like you mentioned, he's that dude. He ranks ninth in total targets this year. He's only played four games. You know, he had his bye, and he's still up there, top 10 in targets. We know he's Justin favorite, Justin Herbert's favorite target. 
The matchup for A.J. Brown isn't ideal either, and you get the feeling that things are going to have to swing back Devontae Smith's uh, way at some point sooner or later. It's three straight weeks for him outside the top 24, and Devontae Smith, that's not a usual occurrence, especially based on what we saw last season where it was kind of swinging either way. I think that at some point, Devontae Smith is going to come back. It's going to come at the expense of A.J. Brown. This week, I think that Keen Allen has a better matchup, and like you mentioned, lots of points projected to be scored in this one. Yep, 100%. Um, by the way, Zach mentioned the newsletter. We sent it out We sent it out daily for free. Okay, so go to upperhandfantasy.com, scroll all the way down, put your email in to the newsletter box, and you will start getting them tomorrow. Tomorrow oh, morning, yeah. every day, 9 a.m. Eastern time. You will get a free newsletter in your, in your inbox. It's going to help you win your weeks. It's going to help you overall in fantasy. Okay, so go check him out. And Zach does an amazing job with it. He puts graphics in there. It's 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 legit. It's legit. Um, <laughs> at nine, Thank I have Amara St. Brown. Uh, got that full practice in. Looks like he's good to go. Tampa has given up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing slot receivers this year. Um, they have Laporta banged up. So I'm expecting a ton of targets for him this week. Um, we have two LA Rams in the top 10, baby. Puka Nakua, he rounds out the top 10. Arizona on the low has given up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. So we're looking pretty good for Puka this week. Where do you have Puka ranked, Zach? I have Puka at nine in my rankings, and that's because the Rams have been such a pass-heavy team, and it looks like he's going to be able to coexist with Cooper Cup. That was the word everybody was throwing around um, after this past week. They were like, oh, they can coexist. You know, two very good fantasy receivers can be part of this Rams offense. And that surprised me a little bit that people are acting surprised. It's like, I know it's early, but this reminds me of like a souped up version of what the Rams had when Cup and Robert Woods were tearing it up in fantasy football back in 2018 and 2019. I don't want to take away from what Woods was doing, but like when you watched Puka play without Cooper Cup on the field, what were you thinking when you watched that? Like for me, it was like, he looks like Cooper Cup. So now you have like <laughs> two Cooper Cups. And I don't want to obviously. <laughs> project that hard and say like Puka Nakua is the next coming of Cooper Cup but it's just funny that they both happen to be on the same team and they both play very well they both earn a lot of targets like there's nothing wrong with this they can coexist the talent is there enough that you don't have to worry about it Puka didn't come off the field for one play last week Cooper Cup was playing essentially at 100% he had 98% of snaps I think it was I think he missed three so Stafford's dropping back at the third highest rate in the league Cardinals are scrappy enough that I think the game script, it's not going to be too overly positive for the Rams to the point where they just can sit back and hammer it with Kyron Williams. I think that it's going to be a game where they're going to be passing all the way through. I don't think you can really make an argument for having these guys outside the top 10. Can you? No, I don't think so, man. I, I really don't. Um, and I have CD outside the top 10 here at 11. Uh, at the Chargers, uh, I can see a bounce back week for the Cowboys offense. You know, Vegas is expecting the total to be over 50. They're expecting a close game as well. And this is a good matchup. The Chargers have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. You know, Jerry Jones, you know, talking a little smack. He's like, no, I don't think when he was asked, like, do you think CD should get more looks? He's like, no, I think we should spread it out, spread it around a little bit. All right. Come on, Jerry. Like, stop it. Right. Uh, you know, do you see CD, CD bouncing back a little bit this week? Yeah, so let me just take off the Cowboy filter quick. No, actually, I want it Done. on, but okay, that's Done. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Done. All right, I, I think he has to bounce back this week. The matchup's too good. The Cowboys offense has issues, though, that they need to figure out fast. I think CeeDee Lamb's the answer to those issues, getting him more involved. Why is CeeDee Lamb only getting six targets a game over the past three weeks? 
why did he only get five targets in a game last week that was completely negative right off the bat, the game script? Like, the answer is obviously to get the ball to your best receiver as much as you can. Dallas is dragging their feet doing that. Just look at what the Bears did with DJ Moore and the Bengals with Jamar Chase. Your top receivers are asking for targets. Give them to them and see what happens. Like, that's why I'm still on CD Lamb. It's early in the season. I think Dallas can still do the same thing to turn things around for Lamb, but it's just a matter of it happening now on the field. Like, get CD Lamb 10 targets this game at minimum and see what happens. I don't think Jerry's going to be talking about spreading the ball around as much if they do. So, CD Lamb, he's been underperforming. And it's easy to say, oh, go buy him. I think you could, and this isn't a buy-sell episode, but I say, maybe go see if you could buy him. Because if Dallas turns mm-hmm. things around, remember, C.D. Lamb was a monster. He was demanding targets. I think he, he had over 150 targets last year. So yep. don't lose sight of what he what you drafted him to be. It's only been five weeks. Give it time. We've seen teams turn it around, like I mentioned. DJ Moore with the Bears and Jamar Chase with the Bengals. I think it can happen. This could be the week. I agree, man. Calvin Ridley's at 12 against Indy. He had a great game against them in week one. This time he's at home. Uh, London was their home for the last two weeks, so hopefully the jet lag doesn't affect them as much as it affected the Bills in London last week. But, you know, Ridley does run most of his perimeter routes on the right side, and that's where the Colts have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Uh, Are you okay with Ridley back as a low-end wide receiver one this week? Yes. 100%. 100%. And I think we both have him at 12. And that's exact. That's like okay. a definition of low end wide receiver one. <laughs> I think that the perimeter matchup is important here because the odds are really tipped in Ridley's favor to have a big week this week. So if he doesn't come through, I think it might be time to sound the alarm if he didn't already. But I'm not going to cross that bridge before we get to it. Truth is, Christian Kirk, he's been taking the targets from Ridley since week two. He's got a 28% target share in weeks two through five. And Ridley's only at 17%, which is not good. But Kirk has a tough matchup against Kenny Moore, and the Colts are allowing the seventh fewest fantasy points to slot receivers this season. If things were ever going to flip back to Ridley's way, like this is going to be the week. And if Ridley has a quiet game, like I said, it might be time to reconsider starting him as your wide receiver one, potentially a wide receiver two. He might become less valuable after this. This is a measuring stick game for him. Yeah, and remember, you know, there was a lot of talk around, you know, uh, Kirk being the guy against man coverage and that sort of thing, right? And and Indy has played zone at a 63% rate, which is a pretty high rate. Um, You know, it's, it's typical, but it's high. And like over the last few weeks, you know, a lot of these teams have been playing a little bit more man coverage. Okay. So this looks like more of a Ridley game than a Christian Kirk game to me. So I, I think you're, you're on, on board with that and considering who they have defending the slot. Uh, yeah. over in Indy as well. Um, let's see. Uh, Jacoby Myers is at 13. I had about 14 last week. Okay, that was a little bit ballsy, but that worked out. Okay, and I like the matchup, you know, this week. A little bit of a revenge game for Jacoby. Uh, so with games, with Jimmy G, this week, this year, Jaco- Jacoby is the wide receiver eight in fantasy points per game. Okay, so uh, he's been doing his thing. Uh, do you? I, I haven't seen your rankings, Zach, and I'm curious. And and it's funny because like the the two times I've already asked you where you guys where you have these guys ranked, you did have them relatively close to where I have yeah. them. But I have a feeling that you don't have Jacoby this high. I don't have him this high. Now I did look at my rankings because I I forgot exactly where I had him, and I do think he's a little bit low. I don't know. It's showing on the website. I have him at 27. I think I'm gonna upgrade him to a low wide receiver too, probably 22 something like that. I love Jacoby Myers just as much as the next guy. You know, we picked a we've picked apart 
the way that he's been producing this season. And it looks good, you know, even working against Devontae Adams, he's been getting it done. But this is a game that could get out of hand quick against the Patriots. I mean, New England is stalled out on offense. <laughs> they haven't been able to do anything. They aren't going to be able to keep things close. And if things get out of hand, I mean, they have the Raiders have Josh Jacobs and it's going to be a Josh Jacobs game if they get any sort of lead now the Patriots are also allowing the 10th fewest fancy points to wide receivers this season that's just a small you know number so I think that you look at what they've been able to do the past couple of weeks they put a lid on CD Lamb they put a lid on Chris Olave like I have him a bit low like I said I think I'm gonna move him up a little bit but I think I'm still going to temper expectations here especially with Devontae Adams you know I think this could be one of those games where he gets game scripted out. And that's my concern with Jacoby Myers. Man, I, I don't have that much confidence in the Raiders offense, man. I really don't. I actually think that the Patriots have a chance of winning well, this game. How much confidence did you have in the Saints offense last week? Now, I don't know how you view it, but I think the Saints offense is middling at best. And they look like Hall of Fame ready type of offense performance last week. Like, Patriots are just oh no, one hundred percent. And on top of that, like you know, Derek Carr wasn't one hundred percent either this past exactly. week, right? Um, so one hundred percent, the Patriots. This was one of the worst games I've ever seen, and you know, a lot of that comes down to Daniel Jones and you know his his Mac Jones. He couldn't do anything. Right. I'm sorry, what did I say? Yeah, I'm sorry, Matt Jones. The other Jones, <laughs> either either Jones, Jones is pretty bad. Either Jones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either Jones is not good. Um, but yeah, man, like like uh, let's see what Vegas is expecting in this game. Uh, Raiders are favored by they're at home. Raiders are favored by three points, which is basically meaning that like these teams are the same team. Uh, it's just that one team gets the three points because they're at home, right? Yeah. Um, that's usually how it works. So yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think this could be a close, shitty ass game. That's kind of what I'm projecting for <laughs> so this like, game here. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say compare it to last night's game because that wasn't even close like how do you have a non-close game with a total of 27 points <laughs> that's just it's, a terrible crazy. game dude it's unbelievable man i mean like let me see let me see what the total is 41 and a half that that is easily no it's not even the that's lowest true. the lowest total is eagles and jets uh but this looks like the second lowest total of the week no 49ers at cleveland vegas has this game at 36 that, total mm. Oh my goodness! Hammer, hammer the over on that one. I mean, yeah, I think so, man. I think you got to take the over on this one. I mean, the 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 49ers themselves might score thirty. You yeah, know? that's the thing. I see. Yeah, they've scored thirty every game this season. So then you're just counting on the Browns to put up a touchdown. To score six? Uh, I don't know. Will they score six? It, that's a question. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's questionable. So I, you can see the math there. I think <laughs> that line makes sense. But oh, as long as the 49ers like. They allow points, some points. Dallas didn't do it, but 49ers have been allowing some points. If P.J. Walker can pull, like, you know, end of game, 69-yard pass to D.J. Moore like he did last year, you know, this year, that would be great. And it <laughs> would be that's what we need to see for that over to hit. I like oh, that. Man. I like that line. I, I think that over-under is pretty good. I might take the over on that this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. I have Adam Thielen all the way up here at 14 after the bonanza that he's been on. Um, I, I do feel like it's going to come gra crashing down at some point, but he's killing it right now, dude. He had a great right. matchup out of the slot last week. He came through and now he has a great matchup out of the slot against Miami. Um, you obviously have to expect a negative game script here, which is good for him. Uh, but Miami also has give, has given up the six most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. According to FantasyLife.com, if you count the weeks that Bryce Young started since week two, 
Dylan has received target shares of 29%, 28%, and 39% this past week. So that's legit. Um, you know, we've seen other older wide receivers transition into the slot and be successful. So this looks like another case of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that sticks out to me too, you know, you mentioned that it's a good matchup, obviously allowing six month fantasy points to slot receivers, 10th most fantasy points overall, but the dolphins are allowing 27 points per game to opponents. That's six most in the league. And that gets covered up because they're scoring a lot of points themselves. You know, they're obviously running away with these games, but those negative game scripts can turn into points for bad teams. The Giants put up 16 last week. Is that a lot? No, but for the Giants, yes, it is. They gave up 17 to the Patriots in week two. Like, if those teams can hang around and put some points on Miami, then I think the Panthers can too. You know, Thielen, I thought that he was going to be the go-to guy for Bryce Young coming into the season. I didn't see this type of thing coming. Like, I was one of those guys. I was pounding the table as Thielen. I was like, he could be a wide receiver three. But right now, he's a wide receiver one. It's hilarious. He's got a 30% target share since week two. Like, four straight top 20 finishes, two top five. Like, not at all what I saw coming. But, you know, you just have to ride this out as long as you can. It would be one thing if he was coming in to a difficult matchup and you look like, mm, I don't know, this could be the week it comes crashing down, like you mentioned. But I don't think this is going to be it. You know, the Panthers are going to be able to put up some points whether they like to or not, it might be from garbage time, but that doesn't matter. You know, the way that you score your points, that's actually fantasy gold. If your team goes down in negative game script for receivers, I think Adam Thielen is going to come through this week, just like he's been this entire season. I have Chris Olave at 15. And just for the record, season long, I'd rather have Olave than Thielen. Okay. Uh, you know, he yeah. looks like he's fine going forward. He does have an injury designation right now that Toke could still be bothering him, but the full practice is a great sign. Um, I would put him a little higher if I knew he was completely healthy, if I knew Derek Carr was completely healthy, who also got a full practice. Let's see it first, right? That's kind of how I'm looking at it. But most, you know, he's going to be in your lineup, right? The matchup is not is not great. You know, Texans are giving up the fourth least fantasy points to wide receivers this year, but I do think that Lava is relatively matchup proof, so I'm not overthinking this one. Uh, at 16, I have Brandon Ayuk. He had a tough matchup last week, but the 49ers had no issues at all moving the ball. So this is not a defense that has given up a ton of fantasy points, but you know they've also given up the least fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Are you worried about this matchup at all, Zach, for Brandon Ayuk? I don't think there's a reason to be worried about it because this is a juggernaut on offense that we're talking about. You know, The 49ers are just going to score points, like we mentioned just a couple minutes ago. They've scored 30 points or more in every game this season. If that number comes down to 24, you're going to be that worried about it? I don't think so. It, that's worst-case scenario against the Browns. If the Browns really handle your offense and the 49ers end up putting up 21, 24 points, like, that's still three implied touchdowns to go around. I don't think you have to worry about Brandon Ayuk too much. I, I think that it it should lower Brandon Ayuk a little bit. You know, obviously, the defense in Cleveland is good, but there's a chance – and and there's a chance, like we talk about the 49ers going up, we talk about that total. If the 49ers go up, they might not have to throw it as much like they did last week. But I, I think to get there, it's going to have to go through Brandon Ayuk. I, I like Brandon Ayuk this week. Yeah. I think that the target share, he's been dominating target share when he plays. I, I'm not worried about him, even though there are some signs that might point him to be a little bit quieter on the production standpoint this week. We talked about this, the the man zone splits between Ayuk and Debo, with Ayuk being the one who do, who dominates against man coverage. Well, you know he he does dominate in both, but the way that he's he's he gets schemed up is when the when they when the opposing team does have a you know uh, man coverage 
specific type of, you know, when they do play man coverage mostly. I can't even talk right now. Um, just just uh, look at Dallas last week. They run some of the most man coverage of any team in the yep. league. And, and you know who else does? Like you mentioned. Go ahead. Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland also runs a ton of man coverage. We saw what George Pickens did against them, right? Who's a man guy, right? <laughs> you can potentially do something very similar. Yeah. They drew up that play to Pickens, and it was just – oh, no. You're, you're talking about the other week. I'm mixing up my teams. Still. This Pickens was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. This was week yeah. two. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. But Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk should be able to do his thing, and he should be schemed up in this game. Uh, you know how we should, how we expect it. Uh, at seventeen, I have Devonte Smith. He also gets a little bit of a matchup downgrade against the Jets, but he'll still be in my lineup. You know, he's you know the Jets have given up the second least fantasy points to wide receivers this year. Um, you know, and and they've given up the least amount of uh, fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. Uh, Marquise Brown. He's at 18. He's been consistent. Devonte has had a couple of down games. Are you considering playing Hollywood over Devonte Smith this week? I am. I'm definitely considering a little bit. But like I mentioned, I talked about Devonte Smith things needing to swing his way a little bit. If if the Jets really want to key in on AJ Brown and they've been able to shut down receivers, you know it could go Devonte Smith's way. But Marquise Brown. He's also got a relatively tough matchup himself. You know, the Rams are allowing the second fewest fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this season, but they've been gashed in the slot. Brown run, runs 80% of his routes from the perimeter. You know, he's had three touchdowns the past four games, 10 target game, and one where he didn't score. He's been pretty reliable, and it'll be a tougher matchup this week. I do think that there is something there when you talk about starting Marquise Brown over Devontae Smith, because I think we're going to look at the game scripts, the potential game scripts in these games, I think that the Eagles are going to be playing from ahead, and that might not lend itself to passing the ball as much as the Cardinals are going to against the Rams. Cardinals are probably going to be playing catch-up, and they've been able to do that. Marquise Brown has you know, made do with that type of workload. I think that we should be able to see Brown play pretty good this week. He should be able to continue to put up his signature 16 points per game. I'm not worried about Brown despite the matchup against the Rams. It looks bad on paper, but it's it's not that bad overall at 19 i have dk metcalf and at 20 i have jalen waddle uh by the way todd bowles just said that um mike evans is a full go for this week okay the matchup against detroit for him is not bad so it's a neutral matchup i would say and you know he's been baker's guy so i personally like i might move if that's truly the case if he said he's a full go and he plays like 50 percent of the snaps that's just straight up lying Okay, so <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not completely lying to us. And if he's a full go, he's a full go. And I, I think I'm, I, I would move Mike Evans up here. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's take a quick look here. I want to move Mike Evans up. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna move him up ahead of DK. Okay, I'm gonna move him ahead of Jalen Waddle, and yep. I kind of want to place him um between like around like right after brandon Ayuk, i think i'm gonna put mike evans at 17 here before like, right after Ayuk and before Devonte smith and before marquise brown that's where i'm gonna put yeah him. I, I like that that doesn't sound bad yeah I, i'm gonna yeah. look at my rankings too then obviously um but that doesn't sound bad at all i think a mid wide I, I had i had evans like i was a little worried because like the hamstring injury limited on thursday not amazing <laughs> hopefully he does get a full practice day i didn't see the practice report but um if he's a full go he's a full go right and yeah. you know 30 i had him at like 30 or 31 in my rankings because i wasn't sure like how much he would play i actually had chris godwin over him and by the way just saying like since we're on the topic detroit 
you remember remember who uh, Adam Thielen went against last week yeah. against you know out of the slot against Detroit. Detroit. They've been getting taken <laughs> to pound town in the slot. Like <laughs> you can't cover anybody there. Hundred <laughs> percent. They're giving up the second most fantasy points to slot receivers. So uh, Godwin definitely has a good matchup there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, let, let's move, move back to DK and Jalen Waddle. So the Seahawks, they go up against Cincinnati. They've been pretty good against perimeter wide receivers. They've been giving up the second least fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. Uh, Waddle, you know, it's less about the matchup and more like, you know, about like, you know, you know, that meme where like, or that gif where like the, like the little stick figures like prodding. Yeah. It's like, Hey, Come like, on. are you, are you, do like, something. can you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> exactly. Like it's more about that. Right. And like, then the matchup, right. Uh, he hasn't right. shown that ceiling that we're used to. Uh, it's going to come at some point, like there's going to be a blow up game for him at some point. Um, even though Carolina isn't necessarily like, the best matchup, I think Mike McDaniel can still scheme these guys up, you know, as he pleases, to be honest with you. Uh, Raheem Mostert, yeah. if he's the only running back that they trust this week, we could see some scheming going to waddle from Mike McDaniel. But I think he's a top 20, top 21 wide receiver for me this week. Um, the rest of our rankings are up on our website at upperhandfantasy.com, so you can go check them out there. Positional rankings, flex rankings, super flex rankings, go check that out, uh, and a lot more. By the way, guys, I've realized that a few of you, or more than a few of you, have gone to the website uh, over the past 10 days or so to check out the rankings for the first time. And you couldn't join. Um, so I apologize for that. We had a technical issue that was preventing new people from joining and accessing the rankings over the last 10 days or so. That has been resolved and we're good to go now. So uh, you can also get direct advice from me as well. Um, you can just like, you can get my number and you can text me. Uh, you can find out more about that at upperhandfantasy.com. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 